We love our devices. We sell, we buy, we socialize, and we communicate on them. We rely so heavily on our screens that they have changed our lives. To some people, they are the first thing they look at in the morning and the last thing they look at at night. But we have little understanding of what is actually happening behind that screen. See, security is the key to protecting your stuff. What security am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about the basics of security requirements for protecting yourself and your organization. Cybersecurity can be complex, intensive, and time-consuming. In the digital world, if you do not know what you need to do to protect your business, then you are just a target. A limited understanding of how, what, and why the cyber criminal is targeting you is just an invitation. On the other hand, not doing anything just increases your chances of being a victim. No one wants to be a target in a cyber event. A cyber event, any cyber event, will impact revenue, capability, reputation, and your business brand. The reason we think we are not a target is we are often uneducated, misinformed, or ignorant of the criminal's capabilities. Like everything else, we rely on our mates from the weekend barbecue or down the pub more than the experts in the field. We fail to understand the issues. Most think a criminal has to be specifically targeting them. They don't. We think that it is personal. It's not. In most cases, we are just victims of random attacks, a random attack generated by an automated system. Let's change that thinking. Let's learn some basics. Let's implement some simple strategies for both home and your business. Let's educate you in some of the realities of the cyber realm. With a better understanding of cyber issues, we have a better chance of not being a victim. I am no, in no way saying that people are stupid. What I am saying is that we all need to be better informed on the capabilities and skills, yes, they are skilled, of the cyber criminal. Sit back and watch and listen to what Roger has to say in this episode. Episode four. This episode, we're gonna focus on vulnerabilities and how they are managed. Now, threat actors use vulnerabilities to target us. By exploiting vulnerabilities, they can gain access to systems, to networks, devices, even in some cases, access to people. Vulnerabilities can be bugs. They can be malicious changes in code. Uh, think about what happened with SolarWinds. They could be an accident, or they can be default configurations that everybody knows about and nobody has changed. So vulnerabilities are a really important part of gaining access to a system or making sure that a system can't be accessed. So when it comes to vulnerabilities, we've got to have a way of working out how vulnerable a vulnerability is going to cause. Um, so how much exposure, what information can they gain, how much damage can they do. Uh, how, and then we have to then come up with a way of measuring this in some way. Otherwise, we've got no central location to work on what is a big problem or what is not a big problem. So before we do anything else, let's have a look at vulnerabilities themselves. So vulnerabilities are a weakness that can be exploited in an attack. They can allow an attacker to run code, 
to access system resources, to override insta installation protocols, uh, to steal or change data. They can be uh, used in a number of ways. And vulnerabilities themselves are really the tradecraft of what the cyber criminal is capable of doing. The problem with vulnerabilities is we need some standard that we can use that goes across everybody who's in the space. So we've come up with a, uh, a way of measuring that standard. Now, the first one we, we talk about and you'll hear regularly is the, the Common Vulnerability Score System or the CVSS. Now, it's an open framework for communicating to all security industry personnel um, the characteristics or the severity of a software or operating system vulnerability. So what it means is we have a scale of zero to 10 that indicates how much damage a vulnerability. Because of that, we have to start thinking about the utilization of that scale. Now, I'm not gonna talk about the ones below because the ones below aren't really important. They are considered, we have to fix them, but we don't consider them, we have to fix them right now. If you're in a nine, if you have a vulnerability that's between nine and 10, then we have a problem. And that vulnerability can cause a, um, an attacker to gain those two really significant components that we're really interested in, the shell and the user. We also have the CVE. Now, the CVE is a, another way of measuring the scale of a vulnerability. Now, that CVE um, also gives an indication of what the manufacturer is. It, it gives an indication of what information is being written about it. So if I have a CVE with a, a specific number, I can put it into Google and it will tell me what people are doing about that vulnerability. So it means that if I'm, if I'm doing some research on that vulnerability, I can reference the CVE. And by referencing the CVE, everybody knows that I am working on that, that uh, vulnerability that is known. We also have a database of all of the vulnerabilities that are known. And in the last um, 12 months, we're talking about 16,000 to 18,000 vulnerabilities that are discovered every year. So as you can understand, a vulnerability that could cause major problems needs to be addressed significantly. When it comes to both of those systems, the CVE and the CVSS, um, we need a calculator that allows us to actually make those decisions and make that uh, scalability of what a vulnerability could do to a system. Now, when it comes to the CVSS, we have some very specific measurements that we can use. Now, the vector, how does it get into a system? How do, how do we use uh, the, the system to actually infect itself with the exploit that has been targeting a vulnerability? We also have complexity, which is, uh, does it, can it be achieved or can that vulnerability and the exploit targeting that vulnerability attack a system with the, the attacker having very, very minimal knowledge about how the system works? Or is it just going to be targeted and it's going to hit the system and it's going to cause a major problem? Or do I have to start writing specific requirements around the code that's going to actually use the exploit? And the third one is authentication. If I uh, target a, a vulnerability on a system and I am using a basic user, is that going to cause 
major problems or do I have to escalate it to a higher user? And because of that, we then have those three scales, Vexta, complexity, and authentication. But there's three other areas that we really need to worry about, and they come down to what is called the CIA triad, confidentiality, availability, and integrity. Now, if I can damage any of those components of a piece of data, then it's going to increase the problems that the CVSS is going to indicate their vulnerability is going to achieve. Now, when it comes to CVEs, on the other hand, anybody can add to the CVE database. Now, some of the manufacturers and some of the well-known people who make um, software have their own um, pretext, the, the pretext to CVE. So you can look at the pretext and go, well, that's a Microsoft or that's a Cisco or that's a Fortigate or that's a Google. OK, so we can actually see that straight away. And as they become patched and as they come, become mitigated, then those parts of the information are also going to be included in the database and the CVE. Um, because we are doing this, some of the vendors have uh, a block of uh, numbers that they can use. Uh, and as they discover vulnerabilities, they then release them to the public. And these are all known vulnerabilities. These are vulnerabilities in most cases that have a, uh, a patch that's been applied to the system that allows someone to actually uh, update or improve their vulnerability score by patching that vulnerability that we know about. So why do we need these systems? Well, in one case, vulnerabilities are part of that process that allows an attacker to gain access to a system. And as, we, as I have been talking regularly, not so much in the podcast, but in some of my other talking about uh, in uh, university and some of the uh, stuff I do in public, um, security is a really complex process. Um, it's not something you can just go, oh, yeah, I can do that, because it's not. It's something that we need to keep constantly on top of, and we have to constantly protect ourselves against it. We need simple and readily available ways to ensure that all parties are playing on the same field. Because if we're not, then we have a major problem because the whole um, mitigating process around finding a vulnerability and then uh, removing that vulnerability by replacing the code with a patch or putting uh, contingencies in place that mean that if it's targeted, there are um, ways that it's not going to cause a big problem and lowering the problems that are associated. Now, the only way to re reduce vulnerabilities is, well, there's a couple of ways. One is um, better code production. Um, people who are writing code and actually testing code to make sure that it hasn't got inherent vulnerabilities. And that includes codes that have been downloaded from places like GitHub, because that allows um, the utilization of a piece of code to do a certain thing hasn't been actually rigorously tested, which means there could be vulnerabilities in it. You've just incorporated it into your code which then causes your problems. Um, so when it comes to vulnerabilities, we have to regularly make sure that we are secure and updating them as much as possible. So vulnerability management is all about looking at vulnerabilities, removing them, working out how much exposure is going to be involved and measuring it using a number of systems. Um, they are literally a weakness within a piece of code 
that allows an attacker to gain something or a foothold on the system. Vulnerabilities allow attacker to run code, access systems, resources, override installation protocols, uh, steal or change data, and they are the part and parcel of the cyber criminals toolbox and that makes them very very problematic for everybody involved we have two ways of measuring them and both ways go into what we call the, the national vulnerability database the first one is the kind of common vulnerability scoring system the cvss um, which allows um, me to have a scale between zero and ten anything over nine is something that we really need to address as soon as possible like right now um, we also have the uh, common vulnerability uh, exposure score which is a score so everybody is working on the same page. So in other words, I have a vulnerability, a CVE uh, score uh, code. I know that it's uh, Microsoft, it works in IDP. It's, um, um, it, it can be exploited in a number of ways, okay? That information is all in and then brought into the database so everybody has access to the same information. Both of them are very important components of vulnerability and keeping ahead of what the bad guys are doing. But they are only incorporated into systems that have uh, are known to be a problem. So you won't find zero-day vulnerabilities in CVSS and CVEs because we don't know what they are. There may be times when the organisation, Microsoft or Google or whatever, are working on it. They've gone through the process of putting a CVE together and they're still working on it. And then when they've got a solution, they'll release the whole thing in one hit. And that way, a vulnerability is not going to be exploited because there's no patch or no update process or no system in place to protect the organisations. And as I said, security is complex. We have to start looking at how we protect ourselves in a number of ways. So thank you. Hopefully, I'll uh, see you next podcast. So thank you for listening to this episode of Need Help Ask Roger podcast. I hope that you have got some actionable information out, about, out of what we have shown you today. If there are any questions, please throw them into the comments and I will get you an answer as soon as possible. We have a promotion. For not-for-profits, non-profits, charities and small and medium business, we have a number of free resources. Now, those free resources are free. Okay, the only thing we require from you is uh, email address, first name, last name. That's it. The first one is to find out what your business security score is so that you can create a roadmap and using the, the score to work out where you are deficient and then fill in those holes. The second one is a free weekly business security webinar for not-for-profit organizations, charities, and small and medium enterprise. It is run every Friday at 10.30 and everyone is welcome. Um, that Friday, 10.30, Canberra time. And the third is a free 30-minute discovery session where we discuss your problem, okay? Now, we also apply an NDA to that because if we don't apply an NDA to it, we don't get the right information coming back from you when you're asking the questions because we will ask questions as well, uh, questions about risk, capabilities, resilience, all of those sort of things. One of those is free. Okay, so jump on them, find out where you are deficient, and then make some serious decisions about how you protect your organisation. So thank you.